Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Let's pray, Lord. We love you today. We praise you today. God, we thank you today. Such a wonderful opportunity to be here as sisters and brothers, encouraging one another, lifting one up, lifting one another up through your word. God, forgive us of our sins. Give us of our shortcomings. Have your way uh, in this space, God. This space has always been a place, uh, God, where you have met us. This space has always been a place of our uh, affirmation and healing, Father God. And I pray that as we continue into 2022, that this space uh, will be a space where you will speak to individuals about their purpose all year long, that this space will be a place uh, that where people are inspired to be who you called them to be, that this p- space will be a place of healing, Father God, and understanding. God, this space will be a safe place, Father God, of no judgment, a safe place, Father God, that we can just come uh, before you just as we are. God, we love you today. We praise you today. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Today, um, our our lesson uh, is found in uh, Mark, uh, the 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 uh, fourth chapter, uh, Mark, the uh, fourth chapter. And I'm reading uh, starting at uh, verse uh, 35. Uh, Let me uh, get that uh, before you. Mark, the fourth chapter, um, starting at uh, verse uh, 35. Yes, Mark 4. What's up, fam? Uh, starting at about verse 35. And just read down to verse 41. Um, and it reads as follows. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross, uh, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in, in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm uh uh, came up. High winds were breaking into the boat and it began to fill uh, with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Uh, suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. And I would just like to start off our morning inspiration uh, for 2022 um, talking about inclement weather, inclement uh, weather. Um, and Mark, the uh, fourth chapter, uh, Jesus had been um, had been doing uh, some dynamic ministry, and he had also been doing some dynamic uh, people development and leadership training. Uh, he had been preparing uh, the ones that uh, we know as the disciples, the twelve that were uh, closest for to him uh, for greater works. Not only was he preparing them and training them. He was also ministering and healing uh, the crowds and all of the individuals that uh, he came uh, to serve. Um, in Mark, the fourth chapter, we see him teaching in a unique way. Uh, we see him teaching uh, uh, by the way of parables. Uh, parables are often thought of uh, uh, heavenly stories with uh, uh, with earthly um, um, meaning. Meaning, they're uh, they're they're illustrations uh, by Jesus to help us understand. Uh, things that may be difficult. So in Mark, the fourth chapter, he starts off 
with four parables. The first one, he talks about the parable of the farmer scattering seeds. And he tells them that some of the seeds fell on good ground, some of it fell on thorny ground. And the seed was the word of God. The seed that fell on good ground was the word of God that was received in people's lives and hearts. But the seed that fell on thorny ground was the seed that was rejected. And I want to remind you as you go in through, through the rest of this year that uh, God is continuing to, uh, to plant seeds uh, in your life uh, through his word. So we have to ask ourselves, is 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 our heart uh, fertile enough? Is our mind fertile enough to receive uh, what God is going uh, to say to us? And then he talked about the parable of the lamp. He reminded them that the purpose of a light is not to be hidden. Uh, he said, whenever there is light, the purpose of the light is for the light to shine. And so I also wanted to ask you, as Jesus reminded us, I uh, can I ask you this question? In 2022, at this point on, on the journey, is your light shining? Are you being every Thing that he has called you to be? Are you representing him well? Are you representing him um, uh, efficiently? And then he goes on to talk about the parable of the growing seed. He said, it's amazing about this thing about planting seeds. When a farmer uh, plants a seed, it's really a faith move because at the end of the day, one day uh, a, farm, a farmer plants a seed in the ground and uh, the farmer doesn't know how, the farmer doesn't necessarily know exactly when, but one day that farmer gets up in the morning and that seed has sprouted. And I want to remind you of the importance of planting seeds in this uh, in this season of your life. Have y'all planted some seeds already in 2022? I hope the answer is yes. I hope you've planted some seeds as it relates to uh, your, your, your belief that God is going to grow you and develop you. I hope you've planted some seeds as it relates to your dreams and aspirations. Have you planted some seeds? You may not know when they're going to sprout, but this particular parable says you got to be like the farmer and trust and believe uh, that the sprout is on the way. And then he talks about the parable of the mustard seed. He's doing a lot of teaching here and he reminds them of the power of the mustard seed, that even though the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, uh, it, it once planted and once it develops, uh, it becomes the largest of plants. And that's why we're often reminded of the impact, impact of having a mustard seed faith. But at some point, that mustard seed has to become a mustard tree, which is a reminder that our faith has to continue to grow. Can I ask you this question? Has your faith grown any since last year? Y'all talk to me. Y'all know this is a, a talk back zone. Has your faith grown any since last year? And so as he's developing people, as he's ministering to them, as he's preparing and the discipleship uh, disciples uh, for 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 greater uh, they they are receiving this teaching uh, in such a special way. But now we get to our text after all of this great teaching, after teaching through parables, because Mark said the only way he taught publicly was through parables. He would uh, he would take the disciples away. Uh, but after he would teach uh, them in uh, parables, uh, he would uh, take them away and explain the parables privately. I want to remind you, y'all, uh, God does his best work privately. What does that mean? That means what I need for you to do is to take what God says to you publicly, right? Take what God says to you in a session like this. Take what God says to you maybe when you're in worship. Take what God says to you, uh, you know, wherever you may be, and then go and get some deeper understanding privately. He had given all these disciples, the disciples, all of this great instruction publicly, but he really broke it down privately. God does the best work in our lives privately. He reminded us that even when we pray in secret, that he will reward us with 
openly. And I pray uh, that God is doing some, some great work in your life, in your private time, in your devotional time, in your time one-on-one -on -one with him. God does his best work sometimes uh, privately. And so now after he's uh, taught him parables and he's had some private conversations with him to break with them, to break down all four of those parables, uh, God says, I'm still up to something. I, I still got to do some teaching. God is always up to something. God is always teaching. And I believe uh, that sometimes when God is up to something and sometimes when God really wants to teach and help us understand, y'all, we have to experience the inclement uh, weather. After this teaching, uh, Jesus came to the disciples and says, let's, let's cross over to the other side. So they took Jesus in the boat and started to leave, uh, started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. Uh, uh, verse 35, uh, Jesus says something uh, that is very powerful uh, to me. He said, uh, let's cross over to the other side. Uh, the other side is interesting. You have to flip over to Mark, the fifth chapter, to see what was on the uh, other side. You see, on the other side uh, was a lot of ministry. It's that reminder that God is speaking to some of you and reminding you that it's time to cross over to the other side because somebody needs uh, your gifts. It's the reason that uh, the Lord uh, spent so much time training and developing the disciples because there was ministry on the other side. So I want to talk to you today and remind you everything that God has been pouring, pouring into your life through the entirety of your life, it's, an, uh, it's because there is ministry on the other side. Holly, if you hear me, so I can make sure that you are woke uh, this morning. Stay woke up. How many of you believe that God is calling you to cross over to the other side because there is ministry on the other side. I'm on here. I don't hear. I, I see Sister Vaughn. Do I hear you out, out there on YouTube? Call, holla at me, Facebook. Come on, Zoom. Talk to me. How many of you believe that God is saying, let's cross over to the other side because there is a greater work for you on the other side? Well, uh, uh, the disciples, the first thing that they would encounter y'all on the other side would be a man that was a demon um, uh, possessed on the other side, they would encounter a man uh, that had been dealing with such a stronghold uh, that it seemed like it would be impossible for his life to get better. On the other side, they would encounter a man uh, that society had uh, given up on. On the other side, they would encounter an individual uh, that was uh, suicidal, uh, that was uh, uh, dealing with these many this this possession of many. Um, demons, if we were to say it uh, accurately, on the other side, they would see God do his greater work and uh, great one of his greatest works. And he would cast out demons uh, from this uh, from this individual. And all of this happened when they crossed over to the other side. And I want to remind you that when God allows you to cross over to the other side, it's because there are some individuals in society right now that need you. There are some individuals on the other side that need your gift. There are some individuals on the side that have some mental health challenges. There are some individuals on the other side that are dealing with spiritual strongholds. There are some individuals on the other side that the world has 
given up on. There's some individuals on the other side that need everything that is in you. No, the other, other side is not always necessarily about us. The other side is a reminder that there is more that is required of us and it's our responsibility to do it. And I just want to remind you that it's time for the believers to cross over to the other side. And that is why God has been keeping you. That's why he's been blessing you. That's why he's been favoring you. That's why he's going to work it out for your good, because there is more that is required of you on uh, the other side. So they took the boat and they left the crowd. I want to remind you, everybody can't go to the other side. Y'all know this, but I'm going to remind you again and again that when it's time to go to the other side, that everybody is not part of the crowd that's going to the other side. But I want to shout out for all of y'all out here that know that God has called you to the other side. Listen, even though everybody is not going to the other side, I'm so glad that when you go to the other side, you won't be alone. Your Savior is going to be with you. Your Father's going to be with you. And there are a few folks that are ride or die that's going to be with you when you cross over to the other side. Shout out to all of my ride or die friends and family out here this morning. I know everybody ain't going, but I'm so glad when I go to the other side, I ain't got to go all whole by myself. You see, because there's some demons on that other side and I need some prayer warriors. There's some strongholds on the other side and I need some folks with some spiritual strength. So the 12 get together and they follow Jesus and they cross over to the other side. But but I want to remind you to get to the other side, y'all. When traveling with the Lord to get to the other side, we must be prepared for inclement weather. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when traveling with the Lord and God has called us to go to the other side, we must be prepared for inclement weather. God sometimes allows inclement weather conditions to prepare us for the greater works that are ahead. Verse 37, but soon, y'all, it didn't even take long. Soon as they set out going to the other side, a fierce storm uh, came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill uh, with water. God allowed inclement weather to come as soon as they said uh, they would be obedient and go over to uh, the other side. What is inclement weather? Inclement weather is defined as the existence of rain or abnormal uh, climate conditions where you experience the hail, you experience uh, high snow, you experience dangerous winds, you experience abnormal and extreme climate uh, climatic conditions. And can I ask you a question on your journey when you got up and said that I'm going to do exactly what God has called me to do? Have you ever experienced some inclement weather on the way? Listen, talk to us. Let's be honest this morning. Have anybody out here besides myself, when you said, all right, God, I'm going to do exactly what you said, do. I'm going over to the other side. Have you experienced some inclement weather? Can I be relevant? Can I be present? How many of you are experiencing some inclement weather uh, right now? You're experiencing something that's abnormal normal uh, in your spiritual climate. You're experiencing something that seems extreme in your spiritual condition. You're experiencing something um, that seems to be different and it seems to be dangerous. It's hard to do work in inclement weather. It's hard to go outside in inclement weather. It's hard to go forth and do whatever God has called you to do in inclement weather. But this particular passage reminds us that there is purpose even in the middle of uh, the storm. Well, they are, they are 
they are not only are they on the storm, y'all. When I was reading carefully, I was reminded of the fact that not only were they in the storm, you reading it for yourself, you see it. Not only were they in the storm, uh, the boat was filling with water. Boy, I tell you, sometimes as we experience inclement weather in our lives, it seems as if things are getting worse before they get better. So they're experiencing this inclement weather, and now the boat is filling with water. My God, I want to pray with somebody right now that I know that you, woman of God, the boat is filling with water. Man of God, I understand it. I get it. The boat is filling with water. He says, bad enough to be in a storm. I could have survived the storm. I've been in a storm before, but Pastor Walt, this time, not only is it a storm, the boat is filling with water. That means that I can't even stay where I am because I feel like I'm not going to make it. And if I jump out into the water, the sea is going to take me out. What should I do uh, when, uh, when there's an inclement weather, when there's a storm coming down and the boat, the very thing that I thought was going to sustain me, the very thing that I thought was going to keep me, the boat is now filled with water. What should we do uh, in times such as this? Well, I want to remind you uh, that there is some good news. Whenever we are in inclement water, whenever we our boats are filled with water, the disciples teach us something that the world uh, dismisses. The disciple teaches us something. Whenever your boat is filled with water, whenever the storm is, kill, uh, uh, is coming down, there is still something dynamic, something we can't explain, something that is unusual, something that is real, something that is righteous about the fact that in the middle of the storm, there is still power when we call on the name of Jesus. I know it's not deep enough. I know it, it, it's, not, it, 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 it's not powerful enough for some, but, but what I read and what I've discovered is that demons still tremble at the name of Jesus. That's why we remind you often and repeatedly and over and over again that you got to learn how to call on Jesus in your quiet time. You got to learn to call on him in the storm. You got to learn to call on him in the struggle. And when you call, then you just need to be obedient to everything that he says there. Is there anybody besides myself that still recognizes for yourself? Now, if you're for real about this, I need you to type in the name of Jesus. Just type in Jesus in the comments because I want on people to understand, the world to understand that there is still power when we call on the name of Jesus. The reason why sometimes they don't want you calling on his name in certain places, in certain spaces. So the disciples in the middle of the storm, they call on the name of Jesus. Jesus. They that Jesus in verse 38 was sleeping at the back of the boat, y'all, with his head on a cushion. And I, I like when the, the scriptures give us specifics that don't seem to make a whole lot of sense, but they have a lot of impact. Uh, in the middle of this, he says, he says this, this is Jesus in the middle of their storm, because he's in the storm as well, was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care uh, that we're about to drown? My God, I want to tell you two things out of this. First and foremost, Jesus is in the storm with them, but Jesus has peace in the middle of the storm as his disciples, as those individuals who are trying to be more like him. Um, it is our, when we grow spiritually, y'all, you will know when you have grown spiritually, when you can have peace in the middle of the storm. The storm is raging. Uh, the lightning is flashing and the thunder is rolling, but you have an inner peace in the middle of the storm. And I pray as we develop together, right? Because everything we do is about developing together. Y'all sharpen me, and I pray that I sharpen you. We have to get to the place where we can have peace in the middle of the storm. 
in the middle of the storm, we can't jump out into the raging water. In the middle of the storm, we can't abandon uh, ship. Uh, Jesus says, be like me. Be able to put your head on a cushion. I, I laugh when I say, man, he they in the storm. It, it, the Bible go out of his way to tell us his head is on a cushion, y'all. That means that he's sleeping good. Y'all think Jesus was slobbing? I don't know. Lord, forgive me if that was out of pocket. But I'm just asking a question. He had, <laughs> he, he had, he had a peace in the middle of the storm. He, don't, don't look over that. Don't, don't look over the fact it wasn't just because he was Jesus, because remember, there was times that he had great agony. There was times that he cried out himself, but it was something about this particular storm. He had peace when everybody else around him was in full panic mode. And I pray for you right now that you could have peace in the middle of your particular storm, even when everybody else around you is in panic mode. So watch, uh, they ask an honest question y'all. They ask him an honest question. They said, teacher, rabbi, master, don't you care that we're about to drown? Oh my goodness. Y'all, this one when I got laughed, but then I got emotional when I read this one, because isn't that where a lot of believers are? Isn't that where a lot of people are who even sometimes walk away from church? Isn't that where a lot of people are who walk away from the faith? They get in a storm. They're about to drown. The boat is about to go down. And because of what they're experiencing, and it seems as if Jesus is sleeping through the storms of your life, they ask that question. Don't you even care that we're about to drown? There's somebody right now asking that question. God, do you even care about what I'm struggling with? God, do you even care about what I'm going through? God, you it seems as if you are over here sleeping. Do you even care? Is there anybody out there that has been there that said, God, do you even care that I'm about to drown? Well, I want to remind you. Uh, that Jesus's response uh, is, 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 is immaculate, right? Uh, he woke up. First thing he did, he did not rebuke the disciples for their question. Uh, the first thing that he did, because they called on him, he rebuked the wind and the waves. He did not rebuke the disciples initially for their question, the first thing that he did was rebuke the wind and the waves. In other words, he, he did not get on the disciples for asking this challenging question of faith. The first thing he did after they called on him was he told the storm to peace be still. And I pray that that's what God will do for you today because maybe you or a family member or somebody you know have been asking that question, do you even care, God? Are, are you even still there? Is, is, is my faith still relevant? And I pray right now that, that the Lord will hear that cry and not rebuke the question, but calm the storm. The first thing he does to show that he cares is that he deals with the issue at hand. I pray that God will deal with the issue. And in verse 39, he woke up he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. But as we prepare to close out today, um, after he rebukes uh, the storm, after he rebukes the inclement weather, he then has to turn and he has to challenge uh, his disciples. Sometimes the purpose of the inclement weather, sometimes the purpose of the storm is to test our faith. And when we sometimes fail the test in the middle of the storm, our Lord and Savior says, listen, I had the storm under control, but I got to challenge you now because where was your faith in 
the storm. He says to him in verse 40 and 41, then he asked them a question. Uh, why are you afraid? You know, I, and I asked this question, well, God, maybe they were afraid because they were in a boat that was filling with water. And maybe they were afraid because it was lightning and the thunder and it was winding and it looked like this was the end. Oh, uh, but, but as I was at, saying that question, God took me back to the beginning of the book of Mark. And when I looked at the book of Mark, they had been walking with Jesus. They saw him heal a paralyzed individual. They saw him uh, uh, be a God of miracle signs and wonders. They sat there and listened to him teach about the various parables. They sat there and saw what, that he had power and authority uh, like no other. He had taught them uh, um, through uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount. He had taught them and they had seen so much. And so I guess I can't blame Jesus for asking him that, them asking them that question. Why are you so afraid when you seen what I have the ability and I'm able to do? Can I ask you that question this morning? Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid when you look over the course of your life? Seniors out there, can I talk to the seniors out here? Listen, my seniors, that those of you that have been walking with the Lord for a, 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 a few minutes, can I ask you a question? Why are you so afraid in this season of your life? When you look back over everything that God has done for you, I know there's a lot of uncertainty, but for my seniors out there that have been walking with Jesus for two or three minutes, why are you so afraid? Can I talk to everybody else out there, not just the seniors, even if you're not a senior, even if you are new in Christ, God is saying, have I shown you enough about me? When you look at everything that I've done to keep you thus far, when you look at everything I've done to for your family thus far, can I ask you that question? Why are you so afraid? Can you not flip back the pages and look back over your life and everything that he's brought you over? Can you look back and look out there and look at the last time you got yourself in the middle of something crazy? Can you look at the last time you went out and made a faith move? Shout out, Vaughn. Can you look out to, to the last time you went out there and did something? They said, have you lost your mind? That's risky. That's too dangerous. Can I ask you, why are you so afraid when you've seen what God can do in your life? And I want to remind you today as we close out, that's the power of inclement weather. We don't like it. It's scary. It's frightening. But I want to remind you that God is reminding you that sometimes the inclement weather that you experience in life is to prepare you for everything that's ahead of you when you cross over. Because when those disciples finally crossed over, they would do ministry in an amazing way. And not only would they cross over and do ministry, at some point you continue to read through that gospel message, they would get back in the boat and you'd have to go back to where they came from because there were some people back where they came from that needed this power as well. Listen, y'all, I pray for, I thank God for y'all joining me today. I thank you, God, for looking at inclement weather differently. I pray that next time inclement weather comes in your life, that you will take it as a moment that God is up to something and ask the Lord to speak in the midst of the inclement weather, speak uh, in the storm. Don't lose your faith in the storm. Be encouraged in the storm. God is with us in the storm. And I love you. We got each other's back. Let's be like those disciples. Let's go into the storms together. Can we commit to that in 2022? Can we commit to that, y'all? In 2022, we going into the storms together. Come what may, whatever be tied, we're going to do this thing together. If we stick together, you know, like, like no other time before, we, we stick together and be who God has called us to be. Uh, we will not only survive the storm, we will thrive the storm in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. 
We thank you today. God, I just bless your holy and righteous name. God, forgive us all for our sins, God. And I just thank you, God, for what you are doing. God, I pray uh, that this word, God, will, will, will resonate with each and every one of us. I pray that individuals take some private time to meditate, Father God, on what this word means. I pray they will read through this chapter, and Father God, and look at what you did once after they decided to cross over. Give somebody courage right now to cross over. Give somebody strength right now to cross over. Give somebody the, the willingness to cross over, God. And even if they have experienced a storm, God, remind them that you are with them. Remind them that the storm will not defeat them, God. Allow them to have peace in the middle of it. God, we love you today. We praise you today. We thank you today. I pray that each and every person is safe as they travel, as they go to work. I pray, Father God, that we all have a dynamic purpose-filled day. God, give us mental strength. God, give us physical strength. God, help us mind, body, and soul. God, uh, help us to be what you've called us to be. God, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.